You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number nine. Well, hey there, Amy here. How you doing? How did you sleep last night? Hopefully you slept like a baby. And by that, I do not mean a newborn where you woke up every two hours and you needed to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So I actually do mean that I hope you slept well, you slept soundly, and it was uninterrupted until you actually woke up. So today's topic is all around sleep. And there's really two parts to what it means to get a good night's sleep. As adults, we're generally looking for around seven to nine hours of sleep. And when we talk about your sleep quality, we want to look at the sleep cycles that you're going through. So when you sleep, you actually go through four phases. So phase one or stage one happens usually within the first few minutes where you start nodding off. And your brain actually produces what are called alpha and theta waves. And your eye movements slow down. So this usually lasts only about seven minutes. And you're actually easily awoken during this period of time. So in stage two, this is also fairly light, but your brain patterns change. The brain waves actually slow down. This is also when your heart rate slows down and your body temperature drops. So your body is definitely getting ready for deep sleep. So if you wanted to take a power nap, this is actually when you would want to wake up. So stage three is the deep sleep stage. It's definitely a lot harder to wake you up during this stage. And if you did, you'd probably be a little bit disoriented. And it is during this deep sleep stage. And this is also non-REM sleep where Your body is repairing and regrowing tissues where you're building bone and muscle and when you're strengthening your immune system. So if you were to look at your brain waves, this is now where you're seeing the slower delta waves. So you wouldn't be experiencing any eye movement or muscle activity during this stage. So after stage three, you now move into REM sleep. And this happens around 90 minutes after you initially fall asleep. Each REM stage lasts longer and longer as you go through the cycles. So you start with a REM stage that's maybe about 10 minutes. And by the time you go through the four to six cycles a night, your final one 
may last up to an hour. And during this period of time, your heart rate and your breathing quickens. So this is the stage where you have dreams. So if stage three is what you need for your body, stage four or REM sleep is what you need for your brain. And while we're talking about that, let me actually go through what happens when you don't get enough sleep. So when it comes to weight loss, actually, let me back up a little bit. When it comes to hunger, there are two hormones that help regulate hunger, ghrelin and leptin, and they are affected by how much sleep you get. Ghrelin stimulates appetite while leptin decreases it. So when your body is sleep deprived, the level of ghrelin, the one that stimulates appetite, spikes while the level of leptin, which helps to decrease it, actually falls, which means that you end up being hungrier. So if you're not getting enough sleep, the chances that you end up overeating go up, which then obviously can lead to weight gain. So when folks are asking me what to do in order to lose weight, it may not seem obvious, but one of the keys is to get enough sleep. So again, when we talk about that sleep cycle in seven to nine hours, what we're really talking about doing is going through those four stages of sleep, the three non-REM and the REM sleep, and doing that somewhere around five to six times before you wake up in the morning. And if the nature of your work involves shifts where you don't get to sleep at night, then getting really good sleep may actually be more challenging. And I get that. But again, I want to emphasize that when it comes to weight loss, getting enough sleep and getting quality sleep is really, really important. So some of the other effects of sleep deprivation are memory problems, feelings of depression, a weakened immune system, which clearly then raises your chances of getting sick, a higher risk for conditions like high blood pressure. Actually, there's a lot of research that shows not getting that deep sleep, that's, that stage three sleep is tied to high blood pressure. Your blood pressure will actually be higher the very next day. Sleep deprivation also leads to a lower sex drive and you're not as good at making decisions. And of course, the overeating and weight gain. So that's the bad news. The good news is there are lots of things that we can do to help ourselves get a good night's sleep. And during this coronavirus pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, which is what's happening right now as I'm recording this podcast, I have noticed a lot of people 
bringing up either stress eating, comfort eating, eating out of boredom, and not sleeping well. So I want to give you some tips on how to help yourself get that good night's rest and to have nice sweet dreams. All right. So very first one is how you structure your day. So it may not seem obvious, but you want to wake up at the same time and you want to go to bed at the same time. Any of you have kids know that that routine is really important. As adults, we need that routine as well. So especially if your routine has changed, you want to create some structure for your day. In terms of environment, the other thing you want to do is make sure that you set the temperature lower. Some people like it to be 65 degrees. Some people say 70 two degrees. I personally like around 68 degrees, but you really do want a lower temperature. If you start sweating, you're not going to be able to get as good a night's sleep. You want to make sure that your head and neck have proper support and that you're sleeping in a position that doesn't create discomfort. Like if you have sciatica or something like that, or you're creating numbness. And actually, funny story here. I remember growing up going on a family vacation and um, the kids, we would always wind up sharing a bed. And there was one trip where my sister was about, mm, she's six years younger than I am. My brother is 11 years younger. And at that time, he was about three years old. So the three of us were sharing, it was either a double or a queen size bed. And I always remember sleeping with my younger sister. It was like elbows and knees everywhere. That's what it felt like. So we put my little brother in between us to also make sure that he wouldn't fall out of the bed. And the funniest thing is, I was like, oh, I woke up in the morning and I hadn't gotten need. So I was thinking putting my little brother in the middle was brilliant. Well, when I woke up, I found that he had actually maneuvered himself from being in between us to sleeping on the pillows above our head where he had wedged himself (laughs) between the pillows and the bed frame. So (laughs) he's a smart little kid. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so we've talked about environment. Part of structure is also the routine. So you want to make sure that you're getting exercise during the day and There is research, especially if you're in that perimenopausal, menopausal phase, that exercise in the morning tends to be more beneficial than later in the day for sleep. Obviously, consuming something that has caffeine can also have an effect on how well you sleep. Same thing with alcohol. So for caffeine, a lot of folks have rules for themselves, like I don't drink coffee after 2 p.m. or 4 p.m. or even noon, depending on how sensitive your body is to that. 
right? And then alcohol, same thing. One glass, probably okay. But if you do more than a glass later in the evening, it can interfere with your sleep quality. So if that's something that you're doing right now, and you're actually also having problems with sleep, you might want to experiment with that. And then when we talk about routine, we also want to make sure we're winding down like an hour beforehand. So you want to give your brain a chance to decompress. You want to lower the lights. There are some people who's, who are more sensitive to light. So you'll hear a lot of folks talk about not looking at a screen or taking a shower or a bath beforehand, um, journaling just to empty your mind, right? All those things can help to create the conditions for better sleep. So besides routine and sleep hygiene, so the conditions, right? Temperature, lighting, all that stuff. I know that some folks rely on sleep aids like melatonin or even Ambien. What I would like to remind you of is that nutrition actually plays a really big role in how well you sleep. Food relates directly to serotonin, which is a key hormone along with vitamin B6, B12, and folic acid that helps promote healthy sleep. So what you want to do is consume foods that increase your serotonin levels so that you can get a restful night's sleep. All right, so first thing is to make sure that when you're eating dinner, you're getting complex carbohydrates. So things like quinoa, barley, brown rice, whole grain pastas, those are complex carbohydrates. We want to avoid simple carbohydrates. So the white pastas and then sweets like cookies, pastries, a lot of sugary foods, because those tend to reduce our serotonin levels. So those aren't going to promote sleep. Again, those of you who have kids, just think about what happens to them if you give them a sugar rush when it's bedtime. It doesn't really work out so well, right? Okay, so the other thing at dinner, or even as a snack if you got hungry, is to focus on lean proteins. So these include low-fat cheeses, chicken, turkey, and fish, because these foods are high in tryptophan. We know this from Thanksgiving when everyone wants to take a nap. Again, these tend to increase your serotonin levels as opposed to high fat cheeses or things like deep fried foods, chicken wings, fried chicken, that kind of stuff. Mostly because these take a lot longer to digest. All right. And then heart healthy fats are really good. So we're talking here about unsaturated fats. They're not only good for your heart, but again, they improve your serotonin levels. So we're talking about things like peanut butter, where the only thing on that ingredient label is peanuts. And then other nuts like walnuts, almonds, cashews, and pistachios. 
again, what you want to do is avoid the fried foods and potato chips. So these high fat snack foods or junk food tend to bring your serotonin levels down. And then we talked about beverages earlier. So if you were going to have something that helps to promote sleep, it would be a warm beverage. So warm milk might work or some herbal tea like chamomile or peppermint, something that doesn't have caffeine. All right. And then the last thing food wise is fresh herbs. They can have a really calming effect on your body. So herbs like sage and basil would be great the next time that you cook a pasta dish. On the other hand, herbs like red pepper and black pepper at night can have, um, a, they can stimulate your body instead. So these are just things to keep in mind to help promote better sleep. All right. And then of course, if you find that you can't sleep or you're waking up in the middle of the night, if you're lying there and you're tossing and turning, you're better off actually getting up and having a little change of scenery before you go back and try again. This is definitely one of those cases where the more you try, the more elusive it can become, which is just frustrating. So again, at that point, you might want to just go ahead and get up. This is one of those times where maybe reading a really boring dry book <laughs> might actually do the trick, all right? So if you are wondering whether or not you're getting enough sleep, I will tell you that if you feel sleepy during the day, especially during activities like sitting in a movie theater or sitting in traffic, if you start feeling sleepy during those times, you're not getting enough sleep. If you fall asleep within five minutes of lying down, again, that's a sign that you're not getting enough sleep. If you're really moody or forgetful or unable to focus on a task, you're probably not getting enough sleep. So I wish you lots of luck in sleeping like a baby. Make sure to create those that environment and the conditions that promote good sleep so that your body and your brain aren't fighting you. And one last tip before I wrap things up. If you haven't tried one of the meditation apps for sleep, that's another way to really quiet your brain. All right. So in the next episode, we will be talking a lot more about how to structure your day from morning until night to create those healthy habits you want and the results that you've always dreamed of. So I'll wrap things up with a great Irish proverb. A good laugh and a long sleep are the two best cures for anything. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com. That's M-O-X-I-E hyphen C-L-U-B dot com. And sign up for my free three-day course. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.